Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsock. And this is the Clone Wars Report. <laughs> the news reported by the Muppets. Yes. I think that would be appropriate. I'd be happy to do an episode where uh, Statler and Waldorf oh, the discuss the Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we feel like feel like them, a positively <laughs> negative version of them. But uh, we're, we're like positive uh, Statler and Waldorf yeah. <laughs> sitting in the balcony going, "That was good." <laughs> I enjoyed the thing. There we go. That's a t-shirt I want now. <laughs> yeah, Positive Statler and Waldorf. Well, this is an exciting episode of Clone Wars Report. It's our fifth episode of doing Clone Wars Report, but this is the first one where we get to dive into a new, asterisk on new, new episode <laughs> of the Clone Wars, the first episode of Season 7, The Bad Batch. Uh, first, we're going to look at some big picture ideas, and then we're going to take our little break, and then we will dig into some of the more, the details, the yeah. fine points of The Bad Batch. So mm. I just want to start by uh, thinking about the physical and emotional process we go through. Yeah. So what was your process for watching? Did you do the Disney plus dance? Did you stay up after midnight and wait yeah. to see when it randomly appeared? Yeah. And I, I lost that bet. I had to go to bed about <laughs> 1 a.m. Oh, and it just I didn't saw, show up. Didn't show up for me. And I have, uh, the phone on, on the phone. I have the PS4, uh, and I have the Roku options uh, set up 
Uh, I have an Apple TV option. I should have set that up uh, <laughs> or desktop. And I, you know, I, I want to watch it on my TV, not on my phone. Yeah. Not on my, so uh, I didn't see. I think I saw one person. Uh, Might have been Phil Sostak was Sostak uh, Sostak um, saying that uh, he got it. Okay. And I was I was like twelve ten. I was like, oh, it's on the Roku. Great. Never showed up for me. So Never get up early in the morning and, and watch it, which is fine. Yeah. Bigger problems in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Friday morning cartoon. That's but fun. I went to bed a little like eh, 1 a.m. You can't, it can't pop up. Yeah. 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 I had a super uh, long day on Thursday, but mm-hmm. I was determined because I really liked that waiting up. So I got my uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi Black Series action figure and mm-hmm. a good Clone Wars action figure. I wanted a friend to watch it with because my sure I uh, wasn't sure if my wife was going to stay up with me. Mm-hmm. And then it is it's, it continues to be just such a weird dance of like, well, it's midnight. And I did my little trick of playing the final episode of uh, season six of the Clone yeah, Wars and yeah. see if it would just roll into it and didn't. And just like, yeah, mm. uh, ke- just kept refreshing until suddenly, magically, yeah. it was there. A little That's bit crazy. of Disney magic. It, it's a very weird thing of like, it'll mm. be available on Friday. Uh, but it almost feels like Disney Plus wants you to, to go like, well, look, you know, we, we, we got some stuff. You, yeah. You're going to you gonna come here. Maybe we'll hold out. Maybe we'll give it to you right away. <laughs> well, just uh, and, and and God bless it. Not a problem with anybody. But I I saw um, by about twelve fifteen, I saw people tweeting about some stuff. Like five minutes into the episode, they're tweeting stuff out. Yeah, and I'm like, I got I got to try to make this work, or you know, put down the phone. That's that's a big option. But <laughs> you know, not 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 throwing shade at anyone who did that. The excitement was real for the show. But you want to get it done. That uh, you want to get get watch it before anyone else could ruin it. For yeah, you. I understand that. I'll I'll give a shout out for you can express excitement without spoilers. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get into then the show itself. What was your overall big picture reaction to the general return of Clone Wars in this episode specifically? Uh, it is awesome that it's here, but I it struck me it struck me uh, actually second time watching it. This is the first time since the re-explosion of Star Wars that we're watching Clone Wars. So I felt I didn't watch the first six seasons as a group. Yeah. Maybe a friend or two were like, yeah, we like Clone Wars. But that wasn't a shared experience. This is a shared experience. And so the excitement was real for it. Not that I've never been excited for episodes before. But, you know, it was like, uh, the new episode's on my DVR. I'll watch it tomorrow at lunch. Yeah, but so experience the excitement of it to go through it, and it, it looks beautiful. You know how far the sh- the show has grown, and just style and 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 animation, and the tech behind animation is great. Uh, and the overall episode, I I was on board. We're going to talk obviously about that asterisk about a bidding being new, <laughs> but real big win for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I think I was looking at it with the consideration of like, oh, you know, I'm watching this, but but you and I are going to cover this the way mm-hmm. we covered Mandalorian. So it's kind of a different way to watch the yeah. Clone Wars. But my viewing of the Clone Wars, like we've talked about, I just in 2015 got to binge it all. Right. And I even have those had those moments where I didn't have as much of a Star Wars community then. And this is actually 2014, maybe. Anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't have that much of a Star Wars community. So uh, as I've mentioned on the show before, I had that moment of like, holy Lord, do, do people know that, you know, <laughs> Darth Maul fights a bunch of Boba Fett's and leads them? And then uh, like, yep. uh, do people know how Star Wars this is? Do people know how awesome this is? And I intellectually knew that, yes. Mm-hmm. But we hadn't started doing the podcast and I didn't have that sense of community to it. So it was this discovery without a lot of people at that moment to talk to. So it's really interesting for me to go from that Mm -hmm. to feeling like I'm in this little, uh, you know, lonely catacomb of Clone Wars (laughs) alone in my apartment to yay. Got got to wait until midnight. I know a bunch of other people watching it, part of a community to discuss it. That was really, really cool and different. Absolutely was Uh, on the, not as great side mm. for me is I have only ever got to binge Clone Wars. Ah, yeah. So watching just one half hour episode mm-hmm. and having to wait, it yeah. was that it's going to be it's going to be painful and interesting. I'm mm-hmm. still glad they're doing it this way and not the yeah. the binge drop. But that's, I think, going to be a challenge. Um, yeah, I agree with that a lot, uh, because to be honest, sometimes some of the Clone War episodes pack big punches and sometimes they just don't yeah and so you're it's not like the mandalorian where you're watching something completely brand new in in the in the franchise in the world of star wars so so i'm, I'm like what happens when we get that episode that we're just like cool the droids and uh, meber gas gone came back like no i don't know if this is going to be the case but you know what I mean? so yeah, yeah i'm like happy they're not 
bingeable, but like, yeah. oh, it's gonna, it's an interesting feel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'll get into a little bit of that dynamic as mm-hmm. well. Uh, another big picture reaction for me was just uh, a part of the reason that I love the Clone Wars is I just love the aesthetic mm-hmm. of this era. I love the Republic gunships. I love all the different battle droid designs. And it's just so fun to just be back in the middle of this entire aesthetic yeah. uh, that I love so much. And then on top of it, uh, how 1980s to me, the Bad Batch is. So this oh, yeah. this uh, great injection of like, ah, back in the Clone Wars. Uh, oh, and also, <laughs> it's 1984. Yep. Yeah, which we'll, we can get into that as well. But that was that was a really strong visceral reaction to just mm. the the aesthetic experience of seeing it all. So uh, getting getting onto the asterisk. Yeah. So this uh, arc has been available is some of those animatics mm. that they put out. I think when they, I think they're still available on the Star Wars.com website, I believe. I don't, I, that I don't know, but they were for a long time. Yeah. If, so if they aren't today. You yeah. Know? They might, they might've uh, taken them down. Mm. Have you watched those animatics? Are you familiar with this arc? Do you already know everything that's going to happen? I, I am familiar enough that, uh, I'm familiar enough. And, and to, to the point where I was kind of warning some folks, even in our discord server of, don't go into Wikipedia to double check Echo. Right. Like what? What episode they were? The Citadel, right? That was the Tarkin one. Oh, there's the whole story. Yep. Just be a little careful, but yeah. So I'm familiar enough with it. Uh, cool new surprises, obviously. It, it, it's revamped and everything, but yeah. Uh, so with that, had an interesting feel too. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. I yeah. I never uh, watched the actual animatics and hope mm. that someday something like this would happen. Yeah. Uh, and, but I've read bits and pieces. I've read summaries of all of them. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a while, uh, but it's a weird thing to cover too, because when we were doing Mandalorian, so mm-hmm. much of these discussions are what's going to happen next. Yeah. And it's interesting for, I think us and listeners, a huge chunk of our listeners are like, yes, we've known for years exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah. We can't wait to see that that uh, scene yeah. fleshed out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then for other listeners, it's like, we have no idea what's happening next. It's yeah. a weird way to talk about something that is kind of new and kind of not. It's almost like a book's been adapted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's that element, too, that I know uh, various uh, sources, uh, I think some of them public, that... A, a lot of this is probably just as it was recorded back mm-hmm. in the day, mm-hmm. but there might be a peppering of new things. So even yeah. those of us who feel like oh, we know exactly what happens, we can't wait to watch that animatic uh, right. moment. There might still be bits of new flavor or ideas in it. Uh, yeah, I was trying. Uh, I, I can't. I, th- I did see a list of some things that were different. I think I think um, I think in the animatic, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Echo, they knew it was. Echo was alive, or 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 he told Anakin that. I think I think that interesting that moment on the show is a place now is stern. Anakin's just like you feeling something else? Yeah, no, sir. I think in in, in <laughs> animatic he says, yeah, I think I think Echo's alive, and there's something going on or something like that. So interesting. Yeah, I, I like that new stake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, the the four center refrain. We're going to talk about that moment, uh, but. <laughs> It, that's interesting just from Filoni's perspective because mm-hmm. I, th- I think I kept thinking of, well, if he's going to make changes, they will be to uh, dovetail with some of their Star Wars storytelling or set up future Star Wars storytelling. Until you said that, which I didn't know about, it never really occurred to me of just like, yeah, Dave Filoni's a writer. And if you give a writer uh, three, four, five, however many, six, whatever, however many years yeah. to look at their script again they might have some notes for themselves and just Absolutely. make some tweaks just out of a normal writerliness rather than actually like, Ooh, I'm going to make this tie into my yeah. next show or whatever. Uh, all right. So I just want to go right to the jugular. You and I often talk about the big themes mm-hmm. of shows. And this has been one of the things I've really been excited to talk about as we analyze each Clone Wars episode, because we haven't had a chance to do it as much of dive into each episode and see how much, how much it feels like each episode has a central idea yeah. How much it matches with the moral that they put on screen. Yeah, right, right. And how much it's just the overall, is it kind of the same thematic throughout the entire arc? Mm-hmm. So I want to dive into that. The big thing that jumped out at me is this felt like it was really tapping into this big Lucas and Star Wars theme that we've talked about before, which is just the mechanical and the rigid versus the flowing and organic. Yeah. And some of that is obvious it's right there on the surface and then when i started watching the episode through that lens Mm -hmm. all sorts of bits and pieces 
felt like they were supporting that yeah. general idea. Did that jump out at t- out to you? Did that feel like what was the main theme at work for you? Yeah, it it, it did, uh, and, and I know the you know this episode is celebrating uh, our differences, allow us to come together to be stronger. That was the stated theme. Yep, very <laughs> very present. But yeah, especially with Admiral uh, Trench. Uh, and uh, which my girlfriend screamed, why is a Robo- RoboCop Shelob on the screen? Um, <laughs> to see that, but to see the clones and even the Republic in danger of becoming that in a way, and this, the, the, this has been the problem. And and I like that moment in the beginning with Rex going, well, every time we come up with something new and then we just keep doing it till it doesn't work. <laughs> um, and that's a very, like I said, r- rigid, mechanical Think stormtroopers mar- marching through Endor in straight lines while Ewoks are, you know, jumping out uh, of trees. So Crazy angles. Yeah. yeah. Putting those spears into those uh, places where the armor don't meet. Yep. Probably crotch level. That's Probably what I'm getting level. at. Crotch level rocks. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very present and very present. But I, I, I really did like that this many years into the war, the Republic's like, you know, you know that thing we keep doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- I think that is part of what was interesting to me about it, because that's the starting point of, in this episode of diving into that theme of, like, mm. it was introduced as, like, well, it's standard that the droids adapt to, our, that they analyze us and they adapt to mm. our tactics and they use an algorithm because they're droids. And, like, right. this is, like, the base level. Well, we're clones, we're organic, we can be intuitive and thoughtful and creative and we can adapt and we're led by Jedi who are capable of doing that as well. And of mm-hmm. course the droids adapt to us eventually and we need to. And that's kind of that standard. Yeah. So to me in a way, like that's the standard Star Wars theme at yeah. that level that, mm. you know, ingenuity and creativity are better than an algorithm. They're going right. to win every time. Right. And th- then Rex being, but now it seems like the algorithm is creative. Mm-hmm. So something ain't right. Right. You know, takes that to, uh, another level, mm. uh, and then once I had that in my mind, I know we've seen Admiral Trench with the mechanics before in another right. arc, but in this particular episode, when we're getting toward mm-hmm. the, this, uh, the, the height of the war, toward the end of the war, when things are desperate, when Anakin is getting closer and closer to becoming mm-hmm. more machine than man, mm-hmm. to see, you know, big walrus head <laughs> uh, man yeah. with all of the mechanical parts is so Vader, you know, in it, oh, yeah. in it. So like, uh, I, I keep thinking of that theme of mechanization, not as in it's bad to have a mechanical arm, right. but more that these are these, the, the scars of war. Yeah. And that those scars are just kind of encroaching on everyone. The way the mechanics are like encroaching on half of his body. Mm, absolutely. I, I love that as it's tied to grievous as well. And it kind of, you know, it's these signposts along the way for Anakin that he's not clued into quite yet. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then the other kind of level of this, which I think is in some ways like the mm. surface level is we get that, Hey, this is the kind of the standard theme. Wait, that's kind of breaking down because the algorithm is being mm. too creative and there's something going on there. Mm. And then the clones being like, well, we're Rex and Cody being like, well, we're the creative mm. organic flowing uh, creatures who can come up with something that's like, wait, there's a version of clones that are more creative <laughs> yeah. and like more organic than us in a certain way. And that the bad batch calls them regs. Yeah. Right. So if like, Obviously, Cody and Rex have military discipline. There's plenty of rigidity yep. within them and within the Jedi. But if they've been thinking like, well, the the thing, the advantage we have over clankers, they, mm. uh, you know, outnumber us. But the advantage is, yeah, we're so creative and unique. And then a bunch of people going like, did you think you were creative and unique? <laughs> <laughs> look at my weird armor and my catchphrase. Look at like, my toothpick. Yeah, look at my toothpick. <laughs> Not entirely yeah. unique. Uh, yep. I think he stole that from Cad Bane in particular. That's true. Um, but how how did that land with you where our characters who are supposed to be mm-hmm. the creative flowing ones of Rex and Cody? And Rex is even, his actions are predicated on being aware of that at the beginning yeah. of this episode. Something going you're not actually as creative and flowing as you could be. Cause look at the bad <laughs> look batch. At the bad batch. I, I absolutely love that. I love that. How it's presented, even how they physically 
are different shape. Their, their, their faces are shaped different. Like yeah. we haven't seen that yet. Um, so I like that. I like, um, you talk about it, harking back to the eighties, these special squads, these, one of my favorite video game series is the, the, uh, bad company, uh, our war games where it's okay. four guys who have been expendable and that kind of, that kind of trope. So to see it play out in star Wars is, is really entertaining to me, but yeah, to have it, to have it thrown in the face as, as a real valuable lesson. But my favorite part was at one point when Cody's like, you know, we're all on the same side, knock off the attitudes, uh, uh, and the defensiveness against both. I, I liked there's the, there's the title coming, the lesson coming into play of yeah. we must meld together. Um, but I like, uh, I like when he, when they call them regs and it, it cards, it's just, uh, uh, good, important uh, uh, lessons wrapped up in some really fun moments. Yeah. Yeah. I just really felt for, Cody and Rex and mm. kicks and everybody feeling like we really value our individuality. Like let's make our tattoos on our faces right. real big. We've, we've picked our names. We push back against Jedi generals who don't yeah. accept that, you know, like in that Pong Krell arc mm. that he wants to call them by their numbers. And they're like, eh. mm. you know, to have them suddenly be called regs. Yeah. It feels like an insult. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know? Totally. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a number without a number. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For me, it just, I think it, it think it, it kicked off something deep, like feeling mm. like when, mm. when you were like a teen and you liked a band and somebody came in oh, like, yeah. you, you, you don't authentically like that band. You yeah. just picked them up cause you're so mainstream. <laughs> like the, there was a vibe oh, to it of yeah. that, you know, in the fact that, uh, that we get to see Rex growth of trying to be like, yeah, cool. I hear you. I'm going to watch your tactics and try to mm-hmm. learn from you and be inspired by you. There was one, uh, yeah, one, one, I forget who it might've been Rex or maybe it was, uh, was it kicks? Uh, when they meet, when they, someone just kind of mumbles, they don't even look like clones. Yeah. That was one of my favorite little tiny lines of th- that being put in their face of like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you got a pretty good yeah. bad badge. Uh, you mentioned the moral ep- of the episode. Mm. embrace others for their differences for that makes you whole uh do you feel like that tied into the theme that we were talking about of Mm. the mechanical versus the organic or do you feel that it's more just about celebrating and finding strength in diversity i i i I think i think both play into it i think i think there's the big theme and and we talk about how the rebel alliance is made up of different parts of the galaxy fighting for one goal, the resistance later on. So the Republic should be that way. And I think the public Republic is, but to see it play out on this little level and see the lesson, uh, like again, going back to that moment of, of, Hey, we're all on the same team. Uh, I think, I think, uh, I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was there as far as, as far as it relates to what we've been talking about, uh, specifically. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's column A, column B's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's there. Sorry, my uh, my brain is a bit rattled. So <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You've been through a lot. I've been through a bad weekend. Yeah, yeah a bad batch of a weekend. A bad batch of a weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me, I think there is, in a way, this episode felt like Star Wars often makes the argument that it's better for Luke to trust the Force and turn off his targeting computer, right? right. But this was a little bit of a demonstration of, well, why is flowing in organic better? Mm. And we get to see that from Bad Batch, that they celebrate one another's skills, which makes them stronger as a whole. As a unit. Like, you, literally, when we get to see them do their first big move, where, you know, it's, it's normal military sort of, quote-unquote, rigidity. The hunter just shouts out, let's do this maneuver. They know it. Yeah, they know but the their play. maneuver is predicated on... Tech being able to do his thing and Crosshair mm-hmm. being able to do his thing and Wrecker being able to do his thing and right. using this different combination of skills and not being like, not seeing like, well, Wrecker thinks we should charge and Crosshair thinks we should be far away and Tech thinks we should. It, that cool scene in particular of throwing the droid popper grenades mm-hmm. and Tech calling out the exact, exact. Uh, you know, location for Crosshair to shoot them from far away. Mm-hmm. That that to me just really uh, supports like, well, th- this is a reason that it's good to be organic the way this moral says mm-hmm. is because uh, it, if we want to work as a whole. Right. It's a kind of a beautiful thing to say, I'm great at X. Yeah. Terrible at Y. But the person next to me is great at Y and terrible at X. And together we are so much more powerful and flowing and strengths and flaws 
are good. I think that's a really important sequence because of of, of everything you're describing here, because it does start with this uh, sorry, train r- routine, but they know it. They call it out. It's a number because it's not just as simple as, uh, you know, the, the, the free-flowing detective who needs to turn in his badge at the end of every episode. Right, because he just breaking all follow the, the rules. Yeah, breaking all the rules. McGarnagal, give me your badge. <laughs> no, it, it, it shows that really feeds directly into the theme. It is the key sequence, then, uh, much like some of the, the sequences in The Mandalorian that were like, hey, this is the heart of the show in two minutes. Yeah. Because uh, it is... Uh, I think the message can get could get uh, it, it could have been very easy to see this story be we're so wild and crazy we just we just you know do our like you said don't play by the rules and I think it was more powerful to see it like you just said part part part, part yeah one giant whole yeah uh, a, a, a unit I think that that made it episode deeper yeah and I think it's just a great message. Uh, in terms of any any younger people watching this, mm. the saying being unique is good. Yep. You know, maybe maybe what makes you different makes you the perfect partner for mm-hmm. someone else out, out there in the world. It's all lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on that kind of big theme before we move on? No, no, absolutely loved uh, loved uh, what was being presented. Cool. So we mentioned this briefly at the top. Uh, like many Clone Wars episodes, uh, a lot of the runtime of this episode <laughs> is kicking ass. It's yeah. fighting. Do you enjoy that? Because I think this is going to come up a lot in our reviews where it's what makes Clone Wars unique. Sometimes at the beginning, there'll be yeah. the juiciest Star Wars conversation you've ever heard. A plot, will, a idea will be revealed in the next 15 minutes of mostly shooting stuff yeah so there is meat on the bones but a lot of it is just the fighting and if, yeah and i like it. it this this show is what you would do on the playground a lot and i think that's needed in star wars uh still and, and i think everything generally does every movie every story comes up to that level but yeah i think i think it's okay but it is interesting yeah because it, it's if they've done their job those those action sequences are, are, are part of the bigger story but I, as a viewer, sometimes do have that with Clone Wars specifically, have done that thing where the episode starts and next thing I know, I'm doing chores because all I hear is pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and I just mentally not tune off because I don't like it, but just kind of brain starts to look other ways. So I'm curious to see if if, if we're going to get a lot of those episodes. Can I can I focus? Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is about me. <laughs> I think it is sometimes why you and I have both mm-hmm. watched episodes of Clone Wars multiple times, and every yeah. once in a while, a salient detail we will forget mm-hmm. is in that episode yes. or or came up there because, you know, Padme will just toss over her shoulder a really important thing to the, you know, yeah. whole history of the, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and then pew, pew, pew for a while. Yeah. And sometimes I think your mind, one's mind focuses on the pew, 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 yeah, and you don't remember those salient details, or they feel kind of buried under the blaster fire. I have watched every episode of the Clone Wars multiple times, and I am very fortunate it doesn't show up in any, any trivia contest. <laughs> and I think you're right. I think exactly it. Uh, there's been a lot of episodes that are just on, and then I go back later and go, oh yeah, I love this episode. But what I, like Padme's speeches. It's like, all right, I know there's one in Pursuit of Peace. Isn't there another one? There's another one, right? Yeah. It's the one, it's in the episode with all the fighting. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that said, I thought this action was particularly fun and engaging mm. and really showing the characters, really showing the stakes. And I really, I like that there is a lot of action in the Clone Wars. It seems like a thing that uh, mm. that really flowed from Lucas. Yeah. This being Lucas's, you know, baby that he uh, co-parented with <laughs> Dave yep. Filoni that it reminds you that this is part of the point. You know, yeah. I like looking at Star Wars for the the characters and the ideas and the, the themes, but there's no denying that mm-hmm. a part of it is the fun serial adventure pulpy action yeah. of, you know, watching blaster fire or, or ships landing. And, you know, there, if you see a ship in Clone Wars, you are going to watch it land <laughs> all the way. And then usually... <laughs> blow up as well <laughs> at least the bad batch uh, was landing fast at the beginning <laughs> exactly that's where they made up some yeah. of their their time but yeah i really love the reminder of like mm-hmm. hey yeah you know there's a moral at the beginning of this episode this yeah this has an idea to it mm-hmm. but then 15 minutes of it might be shooting because that's a part of the fun adventure yeah. of this as well totally do you feel like there were moments in this particular episode where you thought a story was revealed by the action 
Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of the um, stuff with the Bad Batch. I'm trying to think specifically when they go up and get the tower. I, I liked uh, Admiral Trench kind of the when he asks asks if uh, if Jedi were there. Yeah, just really assuming. Oh, the clones couldn't do this. Yeah, and then when he hears it's clones, like. <laughs> uh, I like that particular moment. It's not a big heavy action moment, but it's yeah. in the middle of the fight. And I thought that was there too. Um, yeah, no, just the sequence we talked up, up top is, is real interesting, but just seeing what they're doing and seeing every skill all through the show displayed by the Bad Batch was f- fun on a lot of levels, but on a deeper level too. Yeah. Yeah. Just really getting to see uh, who they are through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's uh, by this point in the episode, we get who Wrecker is uh, a yeah. super fun character, but I noticed on my second watch, there is a, a moment where right toward the end mm-hmm. where they're trying to get out of there where he's knocked a B1 battle droid down mm-hmm. and then he points his blaster and does like rapid fire and like mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> B1 battle droid <laughs> was already down wrecker <laughs> it did remind That's me of like the uh, wrecker the very sketch comedy joke of like it's dead already <laughs> leave it alone wrecker come on uh <laughs> did you have a favorite action moment that is to go to the point of this is this is part of the point that you were just like that's cool um this is a weird answer it proves no great moral point um on my third viewing uh this morning i loved the crash of the gunship (laughs) i'll tell you why it was beautiful it was heart-wrenching also the pilot dies Nobody comments. No, one, no yeah. one comments. He blows up. He's sitting there dead in the cockpit. It's. <laughs> I was like, they made that decision to show that. Yeah, It'd take time to show that. Um, I. So it's not a, a. You know, I love all the stuff of the Bad Batch. So I mean, the big, the big grenade sequence could could easily be the answer. But watching it today, I was just like. Just in terms of Star Wars, Star Wars and, and Clone Wars and the animation, and, and it looked the, horrifically beautiful. Yeah. And so uh, um, I was a little upset, too. This is a little off the beaten path, but I was a little upset that they're just flying and they know they're in enemy territory and they're just going through the canyon and they're like, what? They're firing on us. So I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. Be prepared better than that. And it cost him. But I do. I just do like that sequence. Yeah. Okay. That offended you as a uh, former uh, mall I, security just, cop. Like yeah, even you knew. Just even I know. No, just, yeah. Just, but, but it just it ended up into something pretty, uh, pretty cinematic. Yeah. 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 It's, it's beautiful. Beautiful yeah. stuff there. I love the Rest crinkling. in peace, pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, pilot, whose name wasn't even in the credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they, they're not trying to make a point of it, but I love that this far into the Clone Wars, mm. this amount of darkness and, and terror, mm. that the B-1 battle droids still feel like these hapless you know, mass produced just to die, mm-hmm. aren't totally competent or totally aware. And like they've slaughtered clones. They're, you know, yeah. they're terrifying and all that. But that one shot where the one is like, an attack is coming, when? <laughs> the head is immediately blasted off. I both laughed at it and then kind of feel guilty laughing at it. Because at yeah. this point, the B1 droids are sort of like, you feel bad for them. Yeah. The same way you feel, you know, empathy for the clones of like, you're defined by war. This is all you've ever known. That's the same thing for the battle droids. And like, mm-hmm. can I get a heads up? Oh, no. Nope. The, your your nope. head is literally up. Uh, <laughs> other favorite thing, you know, I, I like crosshair. And I like seeing, it's a weird thing to say, I like seeing all of those headshots. Because (laughs) it's this weird moment where a thing that you do in a video game Mm -hmm. a lot, especially if you're playing Battlefront 2 and you're playing Sniper, you're like, I do that. Look how good he is at that. How many battle points is he racking up? (laughs) It's weird. It goes back to that first Battlefront where the biker scouts were made the Sniper class. And you're like, yeah. what? That's weird. And then now I can never unsee it. Like I, every, every time I see a biker scout, I'm like, oh, I, they're snipers. Yeah. They're a sniper. They're a sniper. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the Ewoks just stole their sniper St- rifles yeah, on yeah. Endor, which is why they don't have them yeah. <laughs> yeah. right at the beginning. All right. We have talked about some of the big picture, the themes, uh, and some of the action ideas. We are going to take a quick break and then we're going to dive into some details, including spending a lot of time rolling around in the eightiesness of the Bad Batch. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we are back for more Bad Batch banter. Uh, we're also going to have a fun thing, which is a disclaimer. <laughs> a disclaimer. Uh, there is some work going on in my apartment building. So moved from my apartment down to the party room. And now there's some work going on outside the party room. So you might hear in the background some metallic clanks, which feel free to imagine as battle droids. There's some clankers <laughs> there literally clanking. Clanking while we're trying to podcast. This has been uh, a, a, a long time uh, adventure here at Forsetter uh, because uh, they work. God bless these workers. They're just doing their job. They're they doing are. their thing. They don't know that they've interrupted the Forsetter podcast everywhere we record now. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't know it. They're not trying, but they have great uh, comedic timing. They do. <laughs> Every time you get to a point. And that, my real thesis is clank, clank. <laughs> All right. But we shall we shall persevere. Yes, we will soldier on like the great clone mm. troopers do. Uh, so we're going to talk a few more details. Yeah. In the very beginning of this episode, uh, we learn that the battle is not going well on this particular planet, this shipyard, a uh, nexus. Uh, but I get the general vibe, the mood that that everybody's tired and things mm. aren't going great everywhere. Uh, did you get that vibe? And and do you like? feeling that state of the galaxy like that. I did. And it's not that I want to take joy in the Republic losing. I like that feeling as we come to the end. 
I like that feeling that everyone's exhausted, everyone's tired, and things aren't going particularly well. We get some reasons why. Hey, their pick, their their, their algorithms are, are you know are pretty smart, and now this one, this creative one's being used. Again. Like I like that. I like that little detail. I like that. You know, Anakin. Anakin had almost nothing to do with this episode, but he but his appearances, his appearance. Uh, it, it was. Some, I know Matt Lanter's just doing VO, but I could feel him through that face, right? In thought, picking up on stuff with Rex, but just kind of like almost like he's. I wanted him to scream. I could end this war with one lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> if I could just kill, kill, let kill, me, kill. Let me do it. Yeah, I mean that's a hell of a way to start because mm-hmm. if it was like two random Jedi we've never met, you know, yeah. or two background Jedi, but to start with Anakin and Mace. Mm. <laughs> are getting their asses handed to them yeah. repeatedly mm-hmm. is is really powerful. So yeah, I like that uh that sense of of almost not desperation but just uh, almost like World War 1 trench mm-hmm. warfare of like yeah, we're not nothing's happening. We're just stuck here in in horror. Uh yeah. and I don't know if it's intentional but I I got a lot from Mace Mm. listening to Rex and Cody. Yeah. Anakin, of course, is going to trust uh, Rex, Rex and yeah. probably Cody. Uh, but y- you see lots of scenes of Mace pushing back on things mm-hmm. or saying, I'm not sure. And I like that Rex just comes with this sort of like strange, desperate plan mm-hmm. and kind of an outside the box theory in a plan. And Mace is just like, sounds good. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no offer to go like, that's too dangerous. We'll come with you. Or just like, you want to go behind enemy lines? Cause you think the algorithm is too, uh, intelligent. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I got other things to <laughs> yeah, meditate we, on. We gotta go. Yeah. Here, this here. is, yeah. So that the fact that Mace is just mm. like, ah, do you think that might help? Fine. Fine. <laughs> Try anything. <laughs> it, it speaks to a little bit of kind of almost desperation to hear that from, from Mace. Um, mm. I think also just that the sense of loss for, Rex personally. Mm, yeah. It gives weight to Cody being injured later in the episode. Um, mm. As you pointed out, I guess Rex was not close to that pilot. <laughs> <laughs> There's others that mourn him. Others that mourn mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Who, who grew up in Camino with uh, that pilot. Mm. Uh, but what did you think about that? That sense of actual l- loss of, and Cody even says that very real world thing of like survivor's guilt of sometimes it's harder to be alive. Great sequence which i i do believe some of there will correct me if i'm wrong i think that was added as well okay from the animatic or i keep calling it animatic that might not be correct i understand um the unfinished versions yeah i love that because that that trailer line that we've you and i both mentioned a couple times with the trailer line of you know clones have a complicated relationship with the war without it we don't exist uh all those things that the, they're they have this identity this connection and other than just it's also very real world like you just said, and and whether it's in war and maybe some other things where you survive in the PTSD of it all and everything, it's pretty deep stuff for a Star Wars cartoon. You know, let's not forget. Yeah, this, we're we're excited now, but this is a something that was on Friday nights on Cartoon Network. Like for that, the show to grow to that point and allow them for them to maybe realize. I don't think because I don't think it, it it will relate to plot point stuff, and it's obviously the connection with Echoes valuable, and you want that to be felt by the audience, but it allows them. Now to come back and get a little deeper yeah, and, and to really play with the individuals that we lost along the way. Also for fans, as I ramble about it, for fans to go back, if you're, you know, I know some people who are clone wars or clone trooper fans. Yeah. You can have that moment of remembrance for those, that, that, that uh, domino squad. Right. You know, it's yeah. Good stuff. You grew up with, uh, if you grew up with the Clone Wars, you know, yeah. or, or just discovered it, Fives and Echo and Heavy, Heavy they can yeah. be this sort of that same like level of like passion that people have for Wedge Antilles or Admiral Akbar. They're not in right. a ton, but you, you've made a bond yeah. with them and they have weight. Yes. Their, their loss has weight. Great example. Great example. Because, again, a lot of people, this is their first Star Wars. Why are you worried about a fish guy? I'm worried about Echo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fish guy will be fine. Be fine. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and for me, uh, it's not necessarily, uh, I, it's not super on the surface, mm-hmm. but I like thinking a lot about the on the imbalance in the Force yeah. is caused by the actions of the Sith, the actions of the dark side. And this is just one of those poignant little reminders of like, 
there's all this death. There's all this pain because this war that absolutely doesn't need to be happening. That yeah. it's a total manipulation of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And, and this pain is echoing out through the galaxy. Yeah. And just contributing to to the dark side. It's a poignant little real world type moment with uh, yeah. Rex and Cody, but also like really getting into the depth of sort of uh, Star Wars philosophy. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned it. Why do you think Rex doesn't feel safe to confide in Anakin? He says to Cody that, I, you know, I, I was mm. concerned that you know, the general would think I was crazy. Mm. But it still really struck me because they have a, a bond. They do have a good relationship. So other than just a nice little attention to the plot added added in this newer version, I, I think it does go beyond that. I'm trying to play with that there. Is, is it this final... Is it a final level of mistrust between a clone and a Jedi, even though it's Anakin? Is this, is it, does he know Anakin would then have to go to Mace? I certainly, you know, all the Jedi support of the clones, we've talked over and over and over again about, you know, some of them, not just Pon Krell, but some of them just don't view them uh, as, as human as, as they should. So I love the idea. I'm playing around with my head of him just going, ah, this is, it's crazy on a, on a level. You know, uh, you know, imagine thinking someone who's dead is still alive in Star Wars and having a problem with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the, 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 that final line between we're, we're clones. So how can I explain that? I know I feel it. I feel it and not being comfortable to share it even with a good friend. Yeah. That's, this is headcanon explanation yeah. for me. Uh, uh, but that is interesting and it's a play around in my head. Yeah. Because his, the conviction of his, uh, of Rex's belief that Echo is alive is because of the uniqueness, right? Yes. Because those are plans that he and Echo came up with. And that does speak to Mm. the total unique nature of clones of like, there's not Mm -hmm. Echo and I came up with those plans together. Mm -hmm. No other clone is going to have happened to think of these Mm. exact strategies. So that starts to have this interesting tension of does even, you know, general Skywalker who is so supportive and sees us as, individuals and fights for us and feels pain when he loses us it it, will even he kind of scoff at that level yeah or is it even just rex you know projecting like we do sometimes like we have our own fears so we assume that that other people are going to say them to us when that other person maybe never would but rex's fear that it's Mm. you know because cody cody says maybe it's misplaced hope i think he says it in a kind way but I wonder yeah. if even for Rex, it's just like too vulnerable and he's afraid to hear General Skywalker reflect, reflect all his fears back to him. There, there's, there's an interesting digging into this a little bit more. There also could be this not wanting to, if Echo's is, Echo is alive from this point of view. And yeah, we know where maybe the story plays out, but I, let's get into this moment of Echo, or, or, of Rex going, if Echo's alive and he's helping them, yeah, he might not know what's going to happen. He might not know. He doesn't know. So for them not wanting to face that and then having to having to admit that in any way, shape or form. So, hey, Anakin, crazy thought. I think he's still alive and he might be helping our enemy. Yeah. And not wanting to acknowledge any of those things going on. It's 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 interesting decision. Yeah. Maybe it is a little bit of just like I want to find out what is happening so I can control the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's is it impossible that he's alive? Is it impossible that he the idea of could a clone have turned yeah. they've inc- encountered clones who have deserted, yeah, but not clones who have totally joined the other side. Mm. That That's interesting to think about. Uh, let's get into the bad batch themselves. The stars of this episode. We got Hunter. We got tech wrecker and crosshair. Uh, which ones speak to you and why? You know what? All of them have in a little, little bit, but I, I do enjoy wrecker. I don't necessarily see myself as Wrecker, but I do just kind of sometimes charge in. This is my style of playing D&D, role-playing games. I just, uh, I, there's something I just, not that I'm, an, I'm more grumpy, obviously, uh, <laughs> if you follow me long enough. But the what he's just kind of like, even when they're crashing, he's like, hey, we're, we're coming in for landing or whatever he says, uh, uh, paraphrasing, but just like. There's just kind of a simple, straightforward joy that Wrecker has for being Wrecker. Yeah, that he, yeah, he loves wreckage all around him. I, I think they're all very secure clones in who they are and celebrate it. They're very clearly calling everyone else regs. They've got their we're pretty cool type of vibe. Um, Wrecker, I love, uh, he gives a, a shoulder push. 
to one of the regular clones yeah. while they're going in and just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of me drunk. And uh, I think I'm, I'm good with Wrecker. Wrecker's vibe of the big, the big loud laugh. Yeah, yeah I think that's a, a, a great point. I, the, Wrecker is the kind of character that I would have gravitated toward as a kid because, mm-hmm. you know, I was a scrawny kid. I'm, I'm a scrawny adult. Uh, and I, rem- <laughs> I remember. Slender, please. Slender. Let's speak slender. Uh, speak nice of ourselves here. <laughs> there's some, uh, there's some uh, girth at the, at the weight, <laughs> at the waist for me. But anyway, uh, slender and girth, uh, yeah. beautiful combination. Uh, but I remember as a kid, uh, there was a time where I wanted to, we were just making things up on like the playground and it's like, I want to have be a guy with a steel arm who can crush things. Right. And then I remember telling the other kids like, I think I want to play a strong character cause I'm not strong in real life. And all the other kids just staring at me like, the hell's wrong with you? Don't, we're not here to psychoanalyze. We're here to have superpowers. <laughs> we got 10 minutes weirdo. left in recess. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> you psycho. Um, so, but I did sometimes gravitate toward the strong characters. I sure. think uh, I really like tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think because he is, Slender, scrawny, however you want to say it. Uh, like I've always been. I like the different look of the glasses. Yes. I like the idea that he is full of information mm-hmm. and we get to see him in action where he's like, oh, I can calculate things. I can hack things. Mm-hmm. But then we get that flavor moment at the beginning where he's like, I also just know like useless trivia. I'm like Wikipedia. Yeah. You know, where we were talking about that previous adventure and he's like, technically, they were yeah. trying to mate with us. Yes. Did you know in some places that, that queen's tail is in, considered a delicacy? In like a very charming, non well, actually way. Yeah. yeah. Not. Yeah. He, he was not text explaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It, that character was just like, that's really different. That's really interesting to me. And I just felt like he had a really cool aesthetic with a little bit more of the kind of eventual yeah. biker scout, uh, almost style helmet with those, you know, big uh, spectacles. Totally new look. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Super great. Uh, let's talk about them. Uh, big picture. Yeah. I say eighties. Is that just my bias or do you get that? No, no, no. Uh, we went to the same spot. Um, and not just because Hunter had some, some Rambo vibes though. I, I took him more as a, uh, almost uh, in the vein of Quinlan Voss, more of a, a Native American homage at times, uh, kind of a tra- his ability to track as well. Um, but I, I went to, and they're at technical, well, I would call them bad guys. GI Joe had um, a couple of uh, comic issues based around um, the Russian version called the um, October Guard. Okay. And like with a lot of bad companies or specialized units, there's, the tech guy, there's this, and that, and there's the big hulking guy, and they had all of that. So I my mind my mind went right to that wonderful group of eighties heroes or anti-heroes everywhere you want to look at. It. So you I think you and I are right on the same page. Yeah. I think there's the aesthetic of them with the skulls and, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. I think Hunter is, is tapping into lots of ideas, but mm-hmm. th- there's no denying that like it's very eighties to have almost like that mullet oh, yeah. and the headband and the ha- half a skull tattooed on his face is really like mm-hmm. I'm going in there alone, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. I'm gonna rescue my kid and no one else will be left alive. Like totally that vibe. Yeah. Uh from Hunter, but they do have this, they have a feeling and I, I don't mean this negative. I like them. I think mm. they're awesome. Uh, of like the eighties when action figures were being like yeah. created based on interviewing kids of like, yeah. we want a strong one. Yeah. <laughs> we want a tough silent. We want one that shoots people from far away. Yeah. We want them one that's good with computers and you know, they have that, like, <laughs> let, let's get, give them each their, their own unique shtick kind of vibe. That's, you know, very eighties and it goes yeah. into the nineties as well, obviously. Certainly, but it was born there. Yeah. One of my favorite GI Joe figures I still own is mainframe, the middle-aged computer technician <laughs> who joined up to fight Cobra. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's also something about the fact that we are meeting them at, at the, at a time where they have been together for a long time and yeah. they are really different and you get the vibe that uh, as they began, record would probably make fun of tech yeah oh yeah or you know maybe there'd be a little bit of a leadership beef between crosshair and hunter but they're all getting along and it almost has this like um breakfast club vibe like mm. they've been in detention together <laughs> and they shouldn't hang out because one of them a jock <laughs> one of them's a nerd you know one of them's a geek if you make yeah. that distinction you know yeah. one of them's yeah. a loner no, it is, yeah. and yet they're all <laughs> together maybe crosshair's a goth who knows yeah. uh but but now yeah they're all together, but it, to me that it has this very like 
Totally. We, we, Don't we're, we're, you <laughs> forget about me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Wrecker putting his fist in there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, all sorts of uh, awesome stuff with the, yeah. with the Bad Batch in particular. Love it. Yeah. Uh, moving on. So Echo being alive. We got that confirmed uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode and, of course, uh, knowledge of the animatics. Mm-hmm. Uh I know you have some ideas of where the story goes, but for you, the idea of Echo being alive, what it sort of means story-wise, what, what are you excited about in terms of the next episode and, and that being the real stake? I, I'm excited to really continue to delve into this this clone identity thing and this connection and, and really them dealing with it. And it, if if... Rex first thinks his buddy's dead and now he's alive and then there might be he might be on the other side or, uh, you know, if he comes face to face with him again, just just to in, in the darkness of war, the beauty of of uh, compassion and good attachment, how that plays out uh, and, and how it fuels the, the clone's search for for their identity. Uh, that's clearly going in. It's, it's one of the themes, I think, based on that trailer, based on the quote we keep talking about. So that's what I'm excited about. And, and also... As much as I knew about what had happened, I haven't been living in that for a while. So when they talk about Echo and I think what Cody says, hey, he died at the Citadel. I went like, I just watched that. <laughs> That's right. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just fun as a viewer for the callbacks. Yeah. Makes yeah. a story, makes a Clone Wars just its own wonderful, vibrant world. Yeah. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I know a lot of our listeners are probably like, we, we know exactly what's going to happen, but I think the, oh, I the thing for me and, and who knows, maybe there will be additions or changes. I would love for the fate of echo mm-hmm. Rex, Cody, bad batch, whoever gets to see and confront echo. Mm-hmm. If that brings up that, the idea of we want to have our own choices and our own destiny, because that could really interestingly transition into who are we when the war is over? Right. And that's what I'm hoping that we're going to get to, because of course we, we get to see mm. some of them later having survived the war. Yeah. But I think that's just a really interesting idea to be like, we were made for this. We're not super enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, we're doing our duty. It's why we were created, but now we're here. Mm. Now we care about each other. We have to keep watching each other die. What do we want to be when the war is over? So it's just one of the greatest things about the Clone Wars for for, for George and Filoni and company to get to play with that. To get to play with that. Oh, you like those cool action figures bred for war? Uh, you know, have you have you take have you taken the helmets off? Yeah. And and some of the Jedi haven't in story. And I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did want to touch on one other element of the Bad Batch, which is to me they they have a little bit of a almost superhero vibe mm, like yeah. in particular wrecker's super strength in that yeah. oh he's not pulling cody out he's uh, flipping the gunship mm. uh and uh, it, it almost seems like crosshair you could imagine is like just super well trained or is it actually genetically bred like a uh they're described at one point as having uh, uh it, it, what, what is it mutations that are yeah advantageous yeah. mutations right which straight up makes them sound like the x-men yes they feel a little like the x-men or the avengers this team of cool people who have their different complementary skills right did you like the superhero vibe of it or is that I, too much? No, I did. I think if on, for whatever reason, in this crazy story of space wizards and everything, sometimes if you were to write this down on a post note and slide it across me at a bar like we're making a secret deal, like four clones, each with a mutation that gives them kind of extra powers, I'd be like, reject it. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't yeah. want that. Not in my realistic clone wars. I want my space wizard. But to see it at play, like I, I do think Crosshair has some sort of vision thing that allows him to, you know, shoot like I should on Battlefront 2. Tech's got some powers going on his brand. And yeah, uh, clearly Wrecker's just got that is not I don't, I don't know the uh, the average weight of, a, of, a, of an airship there, but of a lad airship. But like that was a moment you're like, oh, I get it again. And yeah. then even he hasn't Hunter, just been pumping iron. He's yeah. Yeah. Hunter's got something with his, his tracking abilities where he's like Legolas. Um, yeah. And that's even not trained. Like he can sense electricity, sense right? Yeah. Like you, you're, you're not going to be able to train to do that. That's a, it, so it works for me in this way, you know, where it, it, it played out really well. I, I, I again, so going into it, if I really didn't know, I'd be like, oh, I know. 
okay, we'll see. And I, I just absolutely loved the Bad Batch. They just, the way, the, the, the chemistry, everything, it, it really did work for me. Yeah. When normally yeah. I don't think I'd be f- on board for that. Uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Desirable mutations. That's what Desirable it was. Desirable mutations. I found my note. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think this was a great reminder to me that Star Wars has always been a mashup of genres, which we talk about a lot. But then we have that feeling that you're talking about of if somebody mm. pitched, hey, do you want this? You'd be like, no, that's not Star right. Wars. But this is such a great reminder of something that like it's basically X-Men Avengers mashup, but they're clones yeah. in a certain way. But once you put really different aesthetics into Star Wars in sort of process them into the Star Wars world, Star Wars is this great thing that can accept almost any genre and still make it its own. Yeah. Which makes me excited for you to see even more, hopefully, experimentations in genre within Star Wars. Great point. Yeah. We we do sometimes hold on to what we think Star Wars is and and allowing the creators we trust to, to take us down different paths. Yeah. It's an important reminder. Throw some superheroes in there. Give me a rom-com. There you go. Anyway, uh, so any other characters or moments or planets or anything like that that you wanted to note that you particularly enjoyed? Uh, I, I It's not that I particularly... Well, I did enjoy it. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about some of these buried uh, connections to Rebels. Hmm. There's the... On the planet... Uh, what, what? An Axis? Araxis? Axis? <laughs> an Axis, yeah. Exegol? I don't know. Um where the planets are. It's been a weekend for me, kids. Uh, I don't remember all the details, but there's one of the creatures there that's in Rebels. Okay. Uh, that takes place where uh, Caden and Ezra fight the Grand Inquisitor and everything. So for Filoni to get a chance to go back and weave some of that in, I do enjoy it. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I saw some people tweeting out about this is the correct way to do nostalgia. I would debate you on that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, all support of this way, but doesn't mean the other ways are wrong. Uh that's a lot of, a lot of fun. So we, I think we should should acknowledge it because people are going to want to. And yep, if you're going to tweet me out the exact plant, exact planets, I already know. I already know. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I think there's to me there's a line between nostalgia and continuity. Yeah, this is a story about a galaxy where planets get uh, revisited. Yeah, I, I don't think thermal detonators are nostalgia. I think they're grenades. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's my particular bias. Uh, I did really like the planet Anexus. It's one of the great things of this era that, you know, the original trilogy planets were generally like, what if an environment on Earth was a whole planet? And then Clone Wars starts to get into this weirdness. There are like these Anexus seem to have these like things that look from below look like cool red trees, but from above look like strange giant flowers. And I love the uh, crystal crystalline surface that made all of the oh, yeah. crashes look so cool. Yeah. See that sequence. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful death. Rest in peace pilot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I like that shattering. I also just liked, and I saw people having making mm. some good fun jokes about this. I liked the tattoo game mm. on the clones. You yeah, know, yeah. It's something that pops up throughout clone wars, mm-hmm. but you can be watching and listening to Hunter talk and cool, cool. Okay. You got, wait a minute. Yep. That's a skull. Yep. <laughs> Like have a skull on your whole face. Yeah. Jaw. Yeah. No. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, kicks with the uh, Imperial insignia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Republic. Is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the, yeah, the skulls everywhere on all of them. Even like tech. Yeah. Spectacles and skulls everywhere. So that's so eighties. That's so metal, man. (laughs) Uh, we are going to wrap up here. We can't, uh, wait to see what happens next. And if it is the same is what happened before (laughs) in the animatic. But before we wrap up, we're going to have some, uh, fun questions. We always like to close out, uh, some fun questions. So, uh, action figure. I think we're going to do this every, every episode review. If you could have an action figure of any character from this episode, who do you choose? I mean, look, I know we want the uh, Bad Batch four-pack. Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely would want a Wrecker six-inch black series with that removable skull helmet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually they'll release the Scar Squadron from the comics, which is the Stormtrooper Bad Batch, so to speak, with a large guy with that helmet that looks like a skull. Uh, release that and we'll have a have a fight. Release them as old-style He-Man figures. Oh, yeah. Twist the waist yeah, and twist punch the waist. some people. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Give them a smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want tech to smell like moss for some reason. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. It, for me, it's a toss-up between tech, and I know he's not unique to this episode, but Admiral Trench with all the creepy yes. mechanical parts. And you could squeeze his legs and make his little mouth move and make that little... Yeah, that disturbing little noise he makes. Mm-hmm. I'd be all for... Totally. Mechanized Trench. Yeah. 
Uh, final thing mm-hmm. uh, that we are going to do on this here episode is talk moral. Okay. Talk the moral of this actual episode, but I feel that maybe we should have a moral for each episode yeah. of the actual podcast. So I like that. what is the moral, do you think, of this episode of the Clone Wars Report podcast? If it was to pop up at the beginning of the screen, it would be, life will surround you with distracting noises, but focus on the task at hand. <laughs> Ignore the clanks, kids, <laughs> and listen to your heart. That is a great one. That is our moral. Mm-hmm. And for this week, that is the Clone Wars Report. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.